0: Hey, Rockstar, welcome. This is a storytelling platform designed to empower you to build yourself up physically, spiritually, mentally, socially, and financially. Why stories? Because stories live on, they are eternal. They are a powerful reminder of what one can accomplish when opportunity presents itself. So listen carefully. Learn the lessons, apply them to the big five, and become the rock star of your industry. In three, two, one, epic no fade, just go straight into the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Hey Rockstar. Welcome back. Uh, Did you miss me? How was your time apart? time away from me, you know, because you probably did a lot in the past two weeks since the birthday initiative. Actually, was that last week that we did the the, the birthday party? Or no, the birthday episode? I think so. So we succeeded. Let me see. Let me double check my calendar here. Yeah. Last week was the the birthday episode for Hey Rockstar, Happy Birthday Hey Rockstar. I don't have my little, beep, but anyway, just um, sorry guys, I'm just I'm just today's been a crazy day, and honestly, I didn't even know I didn't even know if I was going to do a show until today. Yesterday, we finished up some recordings for another podcast for uh, Kinder uh, Kinder Spirits with Alex Tinker. If you guys haven't checked out of Spirits, check it out. Um, my episode will be coming out, if not this week, next week. Anyway, it, it was a, a great conversation, great talk, and and then work, <laughs> work, 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 work. How's everyone doing? It feels like forever since I've just got on here to just talk with you guys, just to. Well, okay, Monday I did the eleven minutes of of um value however we had a little bit of technical difficulty and i wind up losing the signal losing the sound losing everything and i had to start all over so that's there but i decided to leave it on there just because we can but for those of you who are watching right now hey rockstar we are a Livestream, a podcast where we share stories, stories that empower you, stories that, that encourage you to help you detach from failure, take ownership, and develop the right mindset to become the rock star of your industry, of your life, of whatever you choose to be. This is episode 51, and we are in, officially in season 2 of Hey Rockstar. We've made it one year, y'all. Man, have we come a long way. Uh, we have some good stuff coming for you guys. But today, I just wanted to share from my heart. The title of this show is... um, What did I call this show? <laughs> um, There you go. What's up, bot? needs to 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 get this get, get his act together it's a new season it's a new day <laughs> i knew it was something cheesy like that not that cheesy it's based off a song i remember singing in in our old church choir it's a new season it's a new day and i guess the thought of that I had for today is I I, I like to use the term do overs, but to me the ultimate do over was always college life because technically when you go to college, especially if you go to a college outside of your town, far away from where from where you grew up, you're basically starting over with a new identity. There's a movie, an old old movie called The New Guy, and the reason that was comes up is because uh, one of the characters. When I was growing up, people people said that that I I looked like that person. So I'll let you figure out who that person is. But in the new guy, basically what happens is this gentleman. And spoiler alert: if you haven't seen it before, but I'm not gonna spoil the whole thing. Just kind of give you the premises. Um, this one this this one boy uh, feels like he just has a a. A loser reputation, where he's at. You know, he just feels like everyone dogs him, and he he wants to start over. So he fixes it to where he gets transferred to a new school, and he gets transferred with the help of a few friends. He gets transferred in a very cool-looking, almost bad boy way, and he goes in with a new attitude, a new new way of acting at at, at this new school, and he was able to change his his narrative he was able to change his way of being because he went to a place where no one knew him no one knew his past and he could start all over so that's a beautiful that's why i like college because college is basically you 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 don't have you get a choice you can continue on it being whatever life you have or if you really want to become something different you have that chance now I know that a lot of the what we talk about is to be true to yourself be true be kind to yourself so let's 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 do let's let's talk about the start of the do-over as you the do-over as a person who no longer has to please others who finds inner game who finds just that self-worth self-value enough that they can be themselves Finally, one thing that I talk about in my talks, and and you guys already know this, is we talked about the plans that fail. One of the original plans that everyone always takes, I call it plan A, it's the adopted plan. It's a plan that we pick up from those around us. Sometimes it's our guardians, our parents, our heroes, our siblings, or someone that we look up to. And we, even as a kid, we might utter once upon a time the words of, when I grow up, I want to be just like my dad my mom my brother my my hero my uncle my grandpa or my teacher or or my pastor you know there's different people who have different role models and they start modeling them, their lives and, and molding their lives towards that narrative towards that 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 life and if it truly is something that you desire if it truly is a passionate purpose for you then congratulations you can you have an example to follow and someone to mentor you as you strive for excellence in this field but sometimes a lot of us fall into this this borrowed narrative or this adopted narrative simply because we're too scared to go after our own passion we're too scared to go after our own dreams and so or because we don't really truly know who we are, what we're capable of, we think that the only value we have is to please those around us, to 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 have them like just 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 to, to 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 move to the point where they uh they they it's just a people pleaser. That's that's just it. I your boy here, I live that life, and you know as I was sharing at this podcast last night. We were talking about, and I was being just truthful, because I was telling them as as a young kid. I remember one of the earliest, and this, this is a story I shared in, um, uh, random thoughts about death and life, the episode that I did um a few months ago. But I the one of the most for the the one of the earliest memories I have of a funeral was my great great grandmother. And honestly, I was I was just a little lad, maybe two or three and three or four years old. And I don't really remember her or really feel like I didn't really have an attachment to her. However, one of my earliest memories is I remember being at her funeral and seeing my aunts and uncles and my my dad, and my grandma. They were sad. They were crying for the loss of this loved one, which is normal. I, too, was crying, but I wasn't crying because I was sad of the loss because I really didn't understand what was going on. But I was sad simply because everyone who I know, who I looked up to was sad and I felt empathy for them and I wanted to be with them. I wanted them to know that I, too, am sad. I, too, can be like them. And so I guess it was a type of mimicry. But honestly, now that I think about it, and last night I was sharing or yeah, I was sharing uh, on the podcast that honestly it was a performance piece for me as a kid, as even as a kid, I always performed, and growing up being the pastor's son, I was forced to play a role that I wasn't really called or I, I didn't desire to be, but because I had a certain position there was what was given to me was an expectation of how i had to behave i couldn't just be me i couldn't just be a, a, an experimental person who who tried this world just to see if he succeeded no i had certain standards that i had to abide by now some people will argue well it's good to have high standards and it's true because they keep us safe but the but the expectation of me was was that that i had to be greater even than the expectation i had to be greater than the expectations of the people or, well, sorry, let me, see, let me see, how can I word this? The expectation of me is that I had to behave better than those who were expecting me to behave. Do you see the hypocrisy in that? In other words, those who, who, who let's just say, those who, who were looking at me, expecting me to behave, they had permission to not act according to their expectations. But I couldn't because of the title that I held, because of the position I held. That I didn't even earn. I didn't even work for it. I was born into it. I wasn't given a choice. But being the pastor's son, people held me to a certain rule, to a certain expectation. When I remember, I do remember in Sunday school classes that if I acted up, everyone got punished, but I got severely punished. If and not only that, but after I got punished, I was I, my my parents found out, and I got even more punishment at home because I was supposed to be better than that. I was a kid. My friends are doing things. And you know, the funny thing is, now that I'm working with students, I see it in just observing that there's some students that they just really need some discipline, some really hard, old school discipline that's not allowed in schools. And I might get in trouble for even mentioning this. But the students that are behaved, the students that are calm, they look and they see these students that are just acting up. And simply because the teacher or whatever, we're just tired of putting up with the noise because we can't do anything to correct the wrong. All we can do is, like, try to appease the child with candy or whatever so that they will hopefully calm down. And then the other students who are good students, well, they start to notice, like, well, look at them. They get to act bad, and they get away with it. As a matter of fact, they get treated better than us for it, and us who are trying to be good, we get ignored or we get surpassed. I mean, we don't ignore them. We try to reward them, but the whole Everyone gets a participation trophy kind of situation. I can't. I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to get into trouble with this. I'm just seeing it from. And of course, I'm just now getting into this. I know there's teachers who have devoted their lives, and they've had to walk on eggshells. I applaud you for the patience you've had to deal with this. And 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 what we're seeing is the fruit of the choices that were made for the department of of, of certain things that were taken out. The lack of discipline. Uh, again, again, and they're great students. They're smart students. They're clever students. But some of them don't even have discipline at home. Some their whole their whole lives is they go home, and they have television and video games to 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 bring them up, and so of course, of course they don't have that sense of of, of human interaction. Anyway. Sorry, I'm not going there with that. What I I wanted to say is usually the good students, and I've been noticing that sometimes the the students who normally well behave, because the bad students, or not not bad students, the the misbehaving students are getting away with things. They start to push the envelope. Before you know it, there's a whole classroom just going crazy, and what can you do except just, discipline everyone else and everyone gets disciplined even the little kid in the corner who said nothing and was actually in his chair the whole time where was I going with this I don't know but someone needed to hear that basically and I'm going back to me I just wanted to be like any other kid but I was held to a standard so I learned at a young age how to perform very well how to act like everyone expected me to act, and when they and when they they praised me for that, then I got endorphins, and like yeah i can i can be i, I, I this is a this is a role that I can play because i I've been tricking the world by being someone that that's unnatural to me, but I know how to pretend to be this person that everyone li- loves admires and respects and whatever, and for many years. I played into that following an adopted plan that wasn't even adopted that wasn't even my plan anymore my first choice but everyone expected me to follow that plan and so I had to a lot of my life choices and decisions were based on the fact that I was trying to please those around me and you know and 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 you know, the funny thing is I, I thought that I might have lost a lot of time afterwards. After after I finally started discovering myself, after I finally got to dig deeper and realize who I who I was and started liking me because I didn't like the person that I was pretending to be. I didn't like pretending to be this nice guy in hopes that other people were nice to me. I hated, it. I was miserable. And I finally had to hide the fact that I wasn't happy. Even that, I was doing good stuff and I wasn't happy. And I had to hide, I had to hide that fact. Because it wasn't the good thing to do. I was blessed. So I had to say I'm blessed and highly favored. <laughs> but it took losing a lot. It took having to change scenery again and again. And the beautiful thing about when I did do mission work and traveled to different countries is honestly, when I went to a new country, people really didn't know me. Now, there was a time when I first started mission work that they still kind of knew my father and there was a certain expectation because I was the son of my father. But now it got to a point where no one knows who my father is. I mean, people know who my father is, but like the people I'm around today, I can mention my father's name and they're like, I don't know who that is. And it's beautiful because that has allowed me, that has given me a clean canvas to start working with. You know, one of the best things that happened to me during the the pandemic time is that I got to spend, uh, spend a lot of alone time. I got to meditate. I got to figure out who I am, who I really, really am. Got to ask myself questions. Got to try things out. Got to say, got to declare, you know, this, I don't like this. This is not for me. And it's never going to be for me. If you like it, cool. I don't want it. And I got to also see other people. Use, you know, the, beauty, the beautiful thing is other people also got to figure out who they were. Their true colors started to come out. Some actually know. Some... Just for fear of just a foMO or whatever, they just even jugging harder into other people's acceptance and started adopting false ideologies because that's what their surroundings were promoting, and they wanted to fit in because they nowhere nowhere else would they would they would they fit in and it's kind of sad I still love them, but there's people who who I realized I just needed to stay away from. I know I'm a good person. I know I'm a godly person. I know that I do this stuff. But just because I have this, just because I am this, doesn't mean that, that you have a right to my time. Because if anything, today my time is more valuable. I can't just give it away anymore. I don't have the pleasure of having so many more years in time that I can give away willingly. That's why whenever I meet time flakers or time wasters and flakers, I tend to just not spend time with them. Or people who all they do is speak death, speak negativity, uh, or negative, negativeness, or just speak negatively. There we go. No life comes out of them. What's the point? Why do I want to hang out with that type of people? People who speak curses, who speak, I mean, I can love them. But I don't have to spend my time with them because I would rather spend my time alone where I can pour life into me because I speak life. I speak blessing. I speak abundance. I speak the promises. And I'm better off by myself speaking greatness into the situation in which I believe I'm called to walk and i can start seeking opportunities that might not seem so exciting for others but for me it's what i what brings me joy and i know i'm called to walk that line and i'm starting to see favor open in those doors i love it it's exciting it's scary but it's for me it's a new season it's a new day every morning I can wake up excited because something different is about to happen. I am no longer walking the steps I used to walk uh, yesteryear, or the year before that. Don't tell me, don't I'm not trying to promote changing yourself to for the fact of changing yourself. But I am promoting that anyone, everyone has the right to evolve and and, and become an excellent version of themselves. Someone who seeks excellence, someone who wants to become the best, wants to max out every moment, wants to do things that they can be excited and proud about so that when their final days come, they won't be like, oh, no, I ran out of time, but more like I live life to the fullness and I am going to leave a legacy. Hopefully that excites you. But the ultimate do-over can be found in different circumstances. Change of cities. A lot of young people today are moving to Nashville. A lot of them are moving to other towns or leaving their hometown. Leaving what it's, what, whatever they grew up in to try something new. And it's a chance, an opportunity. Of course, a lot of them, it's an opportunity to try mistakes. To figure things out. To see what works for them. But more importantly, it's a chance for you to not hold the weight of your past failure. That's really what I, where I want to get on this. Because in my talks, it's all about detaching from failure. Again, one key phrase that I always repeat, and hopefully you will match my face with this phrase someday. But but, but my friend, my brother, my sister, you are not a failure. The plan You used, failed. You are not broken. It is the system that you're still using right now that is broken. Change the plan. Change the system. But you are uniquely perfect and qualified to move forward to something greater. You, yeah, you. But you have to take ownership of the past. You have to own up to your mistakes. You have to even own up to things that were someone else's, maybe it was someone else's fault, but it was your choice to dwell in victimhood. To be the victim of the circumstance. You know, Ezekiel in the in, in the book, one of the things that I read historically is that he worked hard to become something. He he, you know, he wanted to become a priest. And to become a priest you basically had to be Three qualifying things. First of all, you had to be from the line of Levi, or, or yeah, you had to be a Levite. But not only that, but to become a high priest or someone who worked in the temple, because just a Levite could work in any capacity to help serve the temple. But, but to become someone who actually leads the people, you had to become, a, you had to be of the lineage of Aaron. And then after that, you devote yourself to a discipline of 30 years from childhood to to adulthood of memorizing word for word the Torah, the books of the law. And so that then when you are when you are 30 something, you are able to stand before the people and lead them in the law of God. And according to the history, the historical records, Ezekiel actually succeeded in all these three things. He was ready. He was about to take the mantle. He was about to take the the priesthood. And then something happened that ruined it for the poor guy. It was uh, the the sin of the people that caused, uh, uh, I guess, punishment. And the Babylonians came and conquered them and took people away as captives. Among them, Ezekiel. Now, can you imagine that devoting 30 plus years to a dream, to work hard, to get it, maybe even taste it for a moment, only to have it taken away. Something wasn't even your fault. Something that you weren't even, you weren't practicing sin. It's the people around you that caused you to lose out on this. And now you find yourself, according to to the history, uh, at the side of a river close to a town called Tel Aviv, which literally means mountain of garbage. Your dream, you work hard, you attain it only to lose it because of someone else or for some other circumstance out of your hand only to find your dream, your life everything back in the garbage and that's where Ezekiel was when the chapter begins and Ezekiel was sitting inside of the river I'm assuming he was broken, maybe he was mad, maybe he was pissed maybe he was feeling victimized maybe he cussed at God like it's what the hell I wasn't planning to do this. I was going to, I had succeeded. I was going to do good. It's not even my fault. Everyone else is terrible. Why do I have to suffer in this? <laughs> and then God showed up in chapter one with this huge, overwhelming vision where Ezekiel started seeing like the beast, the eyes, just these images. He saw the the, the throne of God, a rainbow, and then it was so much that when God spoke, it said, and when the voice spoke to me, it said, Son of man. And the voice was so strong, the presence was so strong, and Ezekiel couldn't bear it that he had to fall down. I mean, it pushed him down face down into the mud where he was there a bit green earlier. And then the voice said, Son of man, which literally means son of the common. You are nothing special. Who are you to demand of me anything? You are nothing. Imagine that. You are here feeling self righteous. You're feeling victimized, only to have the creator of the universe come and say, Who the hell do you think you are to demand anything? You are my creation. You are nothing. (laughs) You are mud. I like to tell everyone, it's like as though God showed up, put his foot on his head and smashed him deeper into the mud. And then he says, son of man, stand up and I will talk to you. <laughs> How can you stand up when the weight of your creator, the, when the weight, weight of the foot of God is on you and you are broken, you have nothing left? It's almost like a challenge. But the most beautiful thing, the do over, the starting in the new season, the new day. It says, after he spoke to me, his spirit entered me and lifted me up to my feet. You see, it was after that moment of brokenness, that moment of humility, that moment of realizing I don't want to be this way anymore. There's a lot of you who at this moment, you might be you're, you might be tired, you might be broken, you might be bitter, you might be mad because you're feeling victimized, but whatever happened, that's when you take your ownership and say, I don't need to, I don't want to, I am tired, I don't want to be this way anymore. But it's your decision to make, mate. It's your decision to, dis- to, to make. You have to speak and you have to change and you have to decide to f- seek out what, Really will make you happy. Because obviously, this past plan A, plan B, plan C, they ain't doing it for you anymore. But no one, everyone says this no one's going to come to your help. Because we're all fighting our own battles. At least for that that moment, that exact moment, no one can decide for you what you can do. It's either your choice to stay there, being a victim of your choices, or you can choose to move forward. Now, the beautiful thing about it is when you take ownership, when you say, yes, I'm here today because of the choices I made yesterday. And because I choose to keep staying here, I'm here. I am holding on to 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 this painful thing. All I really need to do is let go, and I'm free. But I've been choosing to hold on to. But it's your it was your choice. But once you take ownership of that, not to to judge you or chastise you or to to criticize you, but to give you the strength to say, if I held on to this long, then it's also my choice, my freedom to let go, my freedom to choose something better for me. To choose the next step, the next walk, something that I can do, something that excites me, something that brings me purpose, something that I can live for, not just put up with. You see, after he, after that moment where Ezekiel's like, just I, I he, in that moment of brokenness, his humility, his, his his ego was 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 spilled all there. He no longer cared about his pride he realized he was in the presence of someone greater and he said you know at that moment he's just like yes because the spirit would not enter would not enter him unless he's willing to receive but after the spirit entered him and lifted him on his feet gave him the strength to stand up then the voice continued to give him order and said i'm sending a, send a man i'm sending you to an impossible task and impossible people, to the people who you know, your very own. And here's the beautiful part whether they listen to you or they don't listen to you, that is not the point. Basically, he's saying whether there's results or there's not results, that doesn't matter. What matters is that you are obedient to your purpose, to your calling. And here's the beauty, and here's where we'll end with Ezekiel's story. And he goes, Whether they listen to you or they don't listen to you, because you're obedient, they will know that a prophet had been amongst them. Now, here's the beautiful part about that illustration. Ezekiel worked hard for a dream. He worked hard to become a priest, an interpreter of the law. But God, his creator, wanted to elevate him to prophet, the very voice and authority of God. the adopted plan that you choose it might get you by it might it might pay the bills at the cost of your peace at the cost of your happiness maybe at the cost of your own identity but when you're willing to say enough is enough I've had it. This is not bringing me any kind of satisfaction. This is not bringing me any kind of happiness. I want to at least try, even if I only have five, ten more years on this rock, I want to say I spent those times pursuing this dream that I've always had. And I can almost promise you that while you're pursuing, it just gets greater and greater and greater. And the elevation will be something far greater than what your dream is right now. Than then, 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 uh, your position right now. Because first of all, you'll be going towards your happy. You'll be going towards your, your calling. You'll be going towards what you were meant to go to. And because you do that with such joy, with such zeal, even something simple, it is something that will bless and help other people around you you will be not only financially or, or monetarily blessed in, in abundance, but you will also have the kindness of others who are attracted to you because you are about your purpose. You are about working for excellence. You're about doing something amazing that brings happiness to you. So people are magnetically drawn to that. They they love people who succeed in something they are just driven in a great way to do. And they're away from people who... Who are just about making it. Just about getting by. You might make a lot of money, but what do you have to show for it? Nothing. (laughs) The ultimate do-over. The ultimate new season. The new day. You know, my friends. 2020. Had to happen for a lot of us to wake up from that hypnotic slumber that just kept us trapped. And now we enter into this age of technology where anything's possible. I mean, if you have one of these, you have the capability to make millions. The only difference between the person who makes $100 a day and the person who makes $100,000 a day is that the second person has access to information that the first person does not you can go looking for this information. You can go looking for this new, 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 new. new. I, don't, I know it's not about. My, Unfortunately, it, can, it money helps us get around, helps us get things done. But it's, it's more of like having abundance in life, having abundance in, in, in experience, having abundance in memories. You know, mostly what I spend my money on is creating memories with those I love creating moments, I don't mind spending a lot of money to create a moment with my loved ones, with my close friends I mean I heard, like we talked about as you can see, I went to Carlos Santana here um, in in Nashville I heard about it like the day before and I got on and I was like you know what, let's just get good tickets and like, it's money, I don't care I want to enjoy this and I, I invited a good friend of mine and we both, and I, I paid for both tickets, and we took off. And and who cares about how much money was spent for the stuff? Uh, we just wanted to experience that moment. And I knew he'd appreciate it as much as I appreciated it, because Santana's one of one of the guys on my list of people I would love to see live last minute. So, of course, tickets weren't as cheap as you, if I had gotten them a long time ago. But, yeah, the funny thing is, before we went, we stopped to eat at Subculture. And a friend of mine owns that place. And we'll tell him, yeah, we're about to go. Get Santana, he goes like, man, I I envy you guys. He goes, I heard heard about it and I went and they were sold out. I'm like, well, or he couldn't get tickets. I'm like, because they really didn't feel sold out where I was at. But either way, the seats we got were amazing. We enjoyed the moment. It was great times. We created memories, moments. I got a cool oversized beanie for it. <laughs> And I didn't mind spending money because it was that moment is something I got to share with him with my one of my best friends here in Nashville, and it's something that can't be taken away. It's something that I can hold tra- a treasure. Why, why I don't know why I threw that out at you guys. i talking about money. Money use money to create moments, or use money to to create to to begin. Or use money so that you can have that ultimate do-over. But don't wait on money to have the do-over. If it's in your power to change something, to do something different, go for it. But it all first starts with detaching from failure. The failure, the plans, that's what failed. Not you. There's nothing wrong with you. You just need to get up, dust dust off, and choose differently. Start making choices that will lead you towards that ultimate dream of yours. That ultimate goal of yours. And just just go out there man i feel like i just i just gave you a lot of love there guys the ultimate doer it's a new season it's a new day don't wait for permission to be happy for some people it's even simple maybe maybe the the Maybe you just need to stop looking at what other people have and the the Joneses. What's it called? Keeping up with the Joneses. Stop looking at that and start saying, what do I need? What do I desire to help me become satisfied with this life I can live? To give me some kind of excitement so that I can continue to do other greater things or I can do other things that bring joy to myself, to my family, to those around me. Because I want to be a pleasant person. I want to be someone who is a joy to be around with. Authentic joy. That's another thing. Another thing we talked about: how to be authentic, kind, and how to be authentically kind with those around us. Because, as you know, as, as he as he shared, whenever I talk to people, I don't go with an agenda, because it doesn't matter to me what you can do, what you can bring to the table. Because I'm not looking for other people for that. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you want to partner up, I would love to. Let's let's, let's hash something out and work together. Sorry, let's hash something out and work together. But that's not my purpose. That's not my agenda. My agenda is I can just be kind to you. I can pour out to you. Because my heart, my kindness jar is overflowing. Because I am constantly kind to me. I'm taking time to make sure that my heart is good. Making sure that I am, my batteries are charged up. Making sure that my mind is occupied with life. Is listening to good things. So that when I sit with you and if I feel so, if I feel so inclined to add to the conversation, it's not going to be something that's going to be negative or down. It's going to be something that brings you up. Brings life to the table. Brings another way to, to see things. Because that's where I've been training my eye. I'm training my eye now to see the light, to see life, to see the love, to see the kindness, to see the good. Because I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of people saying there's only bad in this world. The funny thing is, social media, I do have social media. I do have Facebook. I do have Instagram. But I really don't get on those things to read whatever people what what people are posting, I really don't. People are always asking me, "Hey, did you see this post I posted?" And I honestly, I don't, because i I'm, I'm I'm usually what I use Facebook is to connect and network and find more work. That's usually what I use it for, like working, and, and create opportunities. But Instagram, I use that to constantly give, to create content, to give, to share, to inspire, to bring a smile to your face, to bring some kind of positive. And also to to talk about hey rock star. Or to connect. Cause sometimes there's some people like I, it's just easier for me to connect with people through Instagram than it is to actually get their cell phones. Because most of them are quick to answer their Instagram first than their cell phones. That's funny. But it's it's intentional. It's not just okay, I gotta let, let's let's see let's see who liked my whatever, who's following me, how many follows do I have. And I honestly maybe I should worry about that, but I'm I'm not because I don't depend my, my choices in life, my um what's the word, my attitude or just my self care doesn't depend on others' people expectations of me anymore. My self care really depends on my expectation of me. you see one of the things that, that they asked me uh, or that I was asked on the on the podcast is how can people what's the main thing people can start doing to to practice genuine kindness and like well you first you got to be kind to yourself honestly you got to discipline yourself. There's a promise that says, spoil the child, I'll spare the rod, spoil the child." And that can be applied to yourself. If you, spell, if you spare discipline in your life, you're just spoiling yourself and not taking good care of yourself. If you truly loved yourself, if you truly admire yourself, if you truly wanted yourself to succeed, then you will discipline yourself. Because discipline is not fun, but it is healthy. It strengthens you. It gets you what you need to succeed. It prepares you for the harder things to come. Self-discipline is one of the hardest things. And I am one of the first people to say, I am king of procrastination. I am. I really am. But I heard a, a podcast, uh, Joe Rogan actually, and he's he himself said, can attest to this. He goes, if it comes to who could be the laziest, he would win. But he's not because he's also disciplined. He's learned that discipline is something that he just needs to do. It's in his his DNA that he has to do this. It sucks, but he has to do this. Because he knows that if he doesn't do it, he will be the first one to fall off the wagon. Because he'd be the first one to just give up. To be lazy. And die. Or whatever. And I find myself sometimes that way too. And I do. I'm, I'm not as disciplined as I should. But I'm working on it. There's days I wake up and I'm like, all right, just do a little towards good. Do a little towards the physical goal. All right, change this. You know what? You've had enough of this. All right, let's take a break with this. All right, let's get up early this day. And there's days, especially when I stay up too, too late, that it's hard for me to wake up. And I have to also I have to practice, um, uh, what's it called? I have to practice wisdom there. Because there's days that, I mean, I'm, I want to wake up at 4.30 to be disciplined every morning. But there's days where the projects lead me to midnight or sometimes one in the morning. And if I were to wake up at 4.30 still, I could do it. But my body would not be functioning to its full potential. As a matter of fact, I'd be susceptible to sickness because my immune system would be shot. Because I need at least four and a half hours of sleep to function properly. Any less than that, and I feel it like I, I my nose gets all like congested and i feel like my throat's scratchy it almost feels like a cold is coming through but that means my immune system's shot and normally if i can just stop and take another nap to just push me past the or sleep a little extra to get past at least say that i got the four and a half hour sleeps then i wake up and my body's like okay we can function with this <laughs> i don't recommend that um on a normal do, uh, this last few weeks i've actually had a few days i had eight hours of sleep and my body doesn't know what to do that either. It feels like I wasted a whole day because I'm not used to sleeping in so much or sleeping so much. But that's another talk for another conversation. Let's, let's let's stick let's stick to the topic at hand. It is a new season, it's a new day. What happened last season for you? If it's good stuff, celebrate it, but don't let that be your definition. Don't 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 be satisfied. But instead, desire to grow. And if last season was a bad season, it's okay. It's time for a new season. It's time for do over. Right now, we are in fall where the dead and the overbearing are dying up and falling off. The dead leaves that no longer bring nutrition are no longer use, useful and helpful. And so that the tree can have a break, the, the leaves are now falling. Once the new season begins, new leaves will sprout up, new life will sprout up. Use this time to reflect on what can you learn, what can you take away from what what you had to go through. From what you had to experience and endure. Ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 51. It's a new season. It's a new day. For me. For you. For your dream. For your calling for who you want to be. Begin to ask yourself the questions, what makes me happy? What do I like? Where do I shine? What brings me joy? How can what I do bring joy to others? And how can I help fill the need I love to do? And while you're asking yourself these questions, something simple, something little, something unique, Something crazy or maybe even scary might pop up in your head. Might pop up in your head. And it will be that first baby step. Then I encourage you to take that first step. Be it big, be it small, be it scary, be it weird. And then after you take that step, repeat the process and ask yourself, how did this make me feel? How do I feel now? this give me happiness? What else can I do to keep this going? And you keep asking yourself until another idea pops up. And then guess what? You execute that. Then you repeat. Ask yourself the question. Ask, Talk to yourself. Get to know yourself. Then another idea is going to come up. Another plan. Another step. And keep going. It's a daily process. It's the discipline. Because ladies and gentlemen, this is simple, but it's not easy. Because it requires discipline. It requires faithfulness. It requires you choosing every morning to continue on this path that's going to take you towards your happy and not fall into the plan of others, of pleasing others, of trying to get on other people's good sides or whatever. Because you you don't need that. As long as you are happy and satisfied with who you are, you can keep marching forward with that cool, calm, collected, confident personality persona who is genuinely you episode 51 a new season a new day ladies and gentlemen welcome to season two uh yeah Miguel's not here but uh um, we got plans for him don't worry i'll bring him back hopefully next time next next show but uh yeah that's all i i no one left any comments i did see some love thank you for the love thank you for the, the hearts Uh, If this is your first time to check out Hey Rockstar, please just do the thing, the like, the share, the subscribe, the tell other people about us. This podcast will be up on Monday, hopefully, and let's just enjoy this, y'all. Enjoy life, and if you want to be a guest on my show, so, okay, this is the next step that I have. For this season, I'm, I, I know that my past guests have been people who have accomplished some great things, or are in a, a position, or just have a great job. But I kind of want to get any a lot of people's story on here. I, if you have a, an example or a story of when you failed and you found a way to get back up and to uh, and to move forward from this to detach from failure, I want to bring you on the show. I, and I, my my guest now is going to be more of a conversation back and forth not so much me interviewing there might be a few interviews but it's i want to have more conversations so don't think to yourself that you have to have accomplished something great because just the fact that you're still here and you're going towards your dream and maybe you failed but you got back up that's an accomplishment that someone else needs to hear so if you're interested send me a message i would love to chat with you i would love to bring more people and if we have more people than one guest per week i might have to do two episodes a week and i don't i don't mind doing that because this is all to bring value people that can people need to hear your stories they hear my stories and we can share what what has helped for us so that they could possibly use it to help them get unstuck maybe they just need to hear that one key information that you can bring to the table that will help set people free and how good will you feel knowing that you were able to contribute to someone else's success all right gentlemen, boys and girls. This has been Hey Rockstar. <laughs> I am your host, Jose Emiliano, All the way from Nashville, Tennessee, I want to say thank you for letting us into your homes today. Thank you for letting us into your cars today. But most importantly, thank you for letting us into your hearts. So, until next time. Much love and many blessings. Hey, you made it to the end of the episode. Look at you accomplishing things. <laughs> like the podcast and try catching us live next time. For now, the Hey Rockstar live stream is aired every Thursday. Hey Rockstar is affiliated with low budget productions. Go to Facebook. Like and follow LVP's page to learn more about the other amazing podcasts under their umbrella. The energetic rock background music is by Anwar Amar, also known as Music Today 80. Josafat Emiliano is a keynote speaker and mentor. To connect and invite him for your next event, go to his Instagram and direct message him at Josafat Emiliano. That is J-O-S-A-F-A-T-E-M-I-L-I-A-N-O. So take the big five and go live life as a rock star.